You know, there, the there was my pastor um, at the Church of the Nazarene that I, I didn't grow up there, but I was there in my like 20s. Seriously, there was times where he would prepare these sermons and it was like, and yeah. whenever he would like, sometimes he would just, he'd, he'd just, he'd say, you know, he'd go up there and be like, I had a sermon prepared today, but the Lord led me this. Those sermons were his best they were, sermons. Yeah. They were awesome. I told him, I told him, I said, seriously, you should stop preparing for sermons. <laughs> like, like, just wing it every, I mean, I don't know. He would just get like, it was like he would get, he would just, the Holy Spirit would just be tearing through him. You know what I mean? Maybe you right. can't anticipate that every time. My, <laughs> right. It's, it's tough. But I, I remember getting, and I never do this because I love the whole process of sermon preparation. I need to be prepared. Yeah. So I'm very rarely am I preparing a message still preparing a message on like a Thursday hmm. or a Friday. But I got to a Thursday of, of the week and it was, it was election week. And then like, I'm like, I'm not supposed to preach this message hmm. that I have planned. Like, and I then, yeah. And I ended up preaching on the, uh, on the upcoming election. It was a special election day message. And you know, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So, it, so you didn't wing it though. You I didn't, I didn't wing it. I, yeah. I prepared with a lot less time. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was anytime I, that's happened to me, maybe three times. I've been a pastor a shorter time than you have, but maybe three times where that, where it was like Saturday night. I just knew I did, that one. I, the one I spent all this time on didn't feel right. And, uh, and yeah. so I prepared like quickly and ended up being really good, but short. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a ten minute sermon, but it was, but it's like you know, it's really like you can tell like it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, know? right. Well, people ask how long does a sermon need to be? How long does a good sermon need to be? It's as long as it needs to be. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no. Yeah, there's I don't. No I don't like, and I've been, and it. I don't like when pastors take fifty minutes on something that could be said in seven. I know. And they do it all the time because this is when the music stops. This is when it begins. This is when I stop. This is when they have such a down to the minute. There's almost no room for the spirit to work or to realize I've said this point a hundred times. Right. Why am I reiterating this point again? Mm -hmm. Right. And people do it all the time. Not everybody's a Jerry Gillis. Well, but even still, like there are some (laughs) church I go to, there's still some where it's like that could have been 15 minutes less. Right, like we right, get right. the point. Yeah, you don't need to like. There's one point of like how like kicking the horse. Yeah, what's the term? Yeah. You're kicking a dead horse. Kicking a dead right. horse. Yeah, this kicking is this horse. is like taking yeah. the chainsaw like, and like cutting off, <laughs> like cutting, the limbs off, the cutting the limbs off the horse, <laughs> trying to pick it back up and ride. Like you're like, what are you doing right now? There was um, a there was a Methodist uh, circuit riding preacher um, back you know early America, and he was known. I, I, I wish I had his name, but. He was known for very short, like I'm talking five minute, 10 minute, like 10 minute would be a long sermon. They said for him. Wow. Did he Sermons. go really fast when he spoke? Was it? No, oh, he was just, he was just known for, they were like smack. Uh, like people said it was like being like, it was like being hit by a, by a railroad car. It was like, they were like so short and like just bam across the face. And, and it was like, he, like you said, he got his point across clearly and concisely quickly yeah. and impactfully and then let it go. And then the people, uh, but he was known for that, but people were just, would just say they'd be think they would never forget what he said. Yeah. You right. know, cause so, so sometimes details and uh, elaboration makes the point get lost. Yes. A hundred percent. Sure. Or it makes you, sometimes I feel like it's really condescending mm-hmm. where it's like, I am 33 years old. Like, can you speak to me that I'm, able to understand something without you having to tell me a thousand times. Like I get it. 
<laughs> the, my favorite is I, I've seen this actually quite a few times at multiple churches. And have you ever have you ever seen someone like plan the leading? And I put that in air quotes of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example oh, yeah. where they're like, oh, Lord th- this literally happened a few months ago. I was at a church, not my home church, another church. And at the end, after the sermon, they Def- had defector. Yeah, <laughs> they they played uh they played some music, and the one guy's man, I'm really feeling the spirit call me. I really want to play this song. So that's what he said. But they didn't realize the person put the song on the board already before he said it. <laughs> and so, ah, so you just lie like I have to feel it's, the spirit's telling me to play this now, guys. What do you think uh. about singing this? And it was already on the board. It's either the guy who's running the oh board was like prophetic, or this is completely like you're. It's garbage. What are you doing right now? What are you trying to? What are you trying to do to us? And you, I, you I've that, seen that probably. That's embarrassing. I've like seen I, that a good ten to fifteen times within churches that's, I've been to. That, that's being deceitful, oh, that's really. It, I mean, it's, it's being it's deceitful. Yep, it's common. That, that yeah. re- reminds me of these like, like I, I get when they plan we're having a revival at our church. I get. I get that they mean like a revival meeting and they don't necessarily mean they're going to, there's going to be a revival mm-hmm. at their well, church, like, but using that term, yeah. like we're going to have, okay, but well, we have a revival scheduled for, Oh, I, I you know, I, I didn't know you could schedule the Holy spirit to, to uh, <laughs> right. awaken his church at a certain time. Right. Yeah. I wish I would have known that I would have done that a long time ago. Right. Right. It's really but, weird when you, they don't mean that though. when you I sneeze mean, right. twice and right. cough three times, the spirit, it's like a, it's like an on switch. Well, that's yeah. how, that's how you turn it on. <laughs> Or you whack someone with your suit coat. Yeah, right. It's, it's that's like what, Benny, it's Hinn. Benny Hinn does that. Got a Benny, Benny Hinn people. Yeah. That's right. I, that's right. Every time I see that, I wish I was there so I could grab the coat and yank, him, yank it on him. Like, just go, nope. Yep. Well, do you, you guys hear that he's renounced that? He's renounced the prosperity gospel? He, he, I, re- I heard that, but then I, but I saw him back and he's back doing the same thing. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he, I, I mean, I didn't, just, I didn't buy it, but yeah. I found it interesting that he, well, he at least admitted that he's been wrong in his in his thinking, yeah, in his theology. I saw him on TV recently. He was saying doing the same stuff. Yeah. Well, it makes him it makes him money. Yeah. So he's not going to stop saying it. Well, coming coming back to the whole worship piece, though. Yeah. Um, I know, and I, I'm not necessarily against this. Um, because our our worship leader, our worship director at our church, does this. He uh he'll go through he'll he'll practice potential moments right where. They could go if the spirit leads them on right. Sunday morning, but they're not scripted. Correct for that moment. But right? it's yeah but to know, but to know the song so well, and this and this comes back to like the sermon too. Like when I'm getting ready to preach on Sunday, what I'm giving the holy, what I'm giving God, I'm giving Him a suggested outline. Yes, right. But but because I know the material, I know the flow of my message so well that if He wants to take me in a different direction on the spot, which He has on many occasions within the framework of what I'm talking about. Yeah. But he'll take me in a different direction and say, no, I want you to spend a little bit more time here mm-hmm. or I want you to back off on this point. And yeah. sure enough, every single time I feel that that push and that nudge to to go in a slightly different direction than what I'd intended, right. mm-hmm. somebody comes up to me and says, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. You it's hold amazing. you hold on to your sermon loosely. You have to. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to. That's why I like what I do, because it's technically not what you guys do, pastoring a church. But it's teaching. Where if I if I can see the class, go mm, what mm-hmm. I can dedicate a lot more of the time on a certain point. Read the right. fa- read, read the re- yeah. I can read the room and go. Okay, let's stop here for a second. And do you know what? Mm-hmm. If that next point needs to be discussed next time, 
we can do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I just actually had a talk with someone last night. I was teaching some of the some students last night, and they were asking certain questions, and I had a, kind of a whole plan prepared, and they were really asking like historical facts about like the resurrection, and we spent like twenty minutes just on why I think the tomb was empty when it comes to the historical narrative of the story found in Matthew. And they didn't, they couldn't get it. They couldn't grasp it. But like afterwards, once they did, they went, Oh my goodness. But I also had like 10 other points that I never got to. What, what couldn't they grasp about that? They couldn't understand why, if it wasn't a real story, why it wouldn't be just so irrational that the Pharisees didn't stop the story from the beginning. And they couldn't grasp that. And they couldn't understand how he got to the conclusion of of the fact that it was historical, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and it was grasped, and it was like a light bulb. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. And it was, and I think it was very helpful, which is mm-hmm. which is great. And then and then we, yeah, we also talked about like logical fallacies and stuff like that, which which they right they enjoyed. But yeah, I just like talking to people who want to know stuff like that. And you know what? E- even if it's <laughs> even if it's simple to me, because obviously I went over it. If I have the what I do, if I have to stop, what? Are you cutting back on creamer? No, I'm just I'm saving the calories for the creamer because we have. That's, that's like that's only like a, not even not even like a fourth of a cup. I know, but we have like two. I thought you were like cutting back for close to lunch. No, <laughs> no, we have a, we have to make more coffee after this. Uh, you would make sure it lasts. Yeah, I gotta make sure it lasts. <laughs> gotta make sure I don't go into some like. Shock of the sugar. No, no, I'm just trying to make Maybe sure. I am getting married in five months, so I got to start. I'm down like uh, five pounds. Uh, do you have a Do you have a goal? Do you have a target goal? Not, not this. <laughs> <laughs> That's my target goal. Not this. Okay, you're like you're like bigger, but you're not like obese. You know what I mean? Like oh. you're chunk. You're like you're like. A you're big bone. Chunky. I'm like a lunky. No, I'm, I'm. I'm not fat. I'm big bone. I. Uh, <laughs> I have the frame. I have the frame of a lineman. Yeah, I want some cheesy poofs. Yeah. Or like a like a, a yeah. linebacker. Yeah, we are yeah. not advocating South Park, by no. the way. Yeah, no. But the but, but the voice is funny. The voice is funny. Yeah. You have big shoulders and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I claim that they have back problems because of that. Probably. <sighs> so, so so you want to look really nice in your tux. Yes. So don't get, so you haven't gotten it sized yet, right? No, no, no. I don't have to go for another two months. So that's a beneficial thing. I'd also like to look nice just in general. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good goal. Yep. Yeah. So, okay, Mike, you were talking about John 5. I was talking about John 5. Yeah, I'm planning on preaching on disability in the church. We actually, we've got, we've got Lamar Hardwick from... From uh, he's a pastor in Georgia. He's going to be coming on the podcast with autism. next month. Yeah, he's 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 labeled himself the autism pastor. Uh, yeah. So he wrote phenomenal book. I, I thought it was good on disability in the church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I liked it a lot, and got me thinking about how we don't really do enough uh, in the church to welcome people who have disabilities, any type of disability, as full participants in the kingdom of God, right. which we should be. Um, but one of the ways that I think we've you know, done some damage in, in that regard has been how we interpret certain texts in the Bible. Mm-hmm. One of them is John 5. Yeah. So 
particularly that moment in John 5, Jesus is going to the pool in Bethesda where it's it's where all the people in Jerusalem who have disabilities are going. And he approaches the 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 guy who's the most hopeless case there and 38 years? 38 years yeah. invalid, nearly four decades and says, "Do you want to get well?" And a lot of people interpret that question as um He's questioning the man's motives, or he's implying the man has weak faith, mm-hmm. where the text doesn't actually say that. Yeah. Just a lot of people have just read that into the text. But nothing Jesus actually says is indicative of this man not having faith. Now, he corrects the man for uh, sin. We don't know what the sin is, but you know, he tells him to stop sinning. I think it's in verse 10. Right. Or maybe later. He says, stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. But there's no reason to, to indicate that that, you know, that moment where he's questioning him was an accusation of, of his, his sin. Um, but the man responds with, I found this powerful. He says to Jesus, I have no one. I have no one yeah. to lift me up and put me into the pool. And when I do, someone goes in ahead of me. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that really powerful that, you know, that seems to be the case for a lot of people, people who want to fulfill their God-given purpose, but you can never fulfill your God-given purpose apart from the community of God, right? apart from the church. And I, I did a little bit of demographic research. I'm going to present this on Sunday as well. Um, you might have already heard it if you're listening to and this And this will now. come out after so, Sunday, so, so, so it's, not ru- it's not ruining your sermon. Yeah, it's not okay. going to ruin my message. Yeah. So if anything, it's going to reiterate some of the points that yep. I made, but... I ordered a demographic study um, of the Depew zip code one four zero. Interesting. Who'd you do code. it through? Uh, it's through Lifeway. Okay. And they they partner with another group. It's it's called it's just called a Know Your Community Report. Oh, okay. And it was really cheap. It was like a pay what you can type of a thing. So yeah. it was deeply deeply discounted. And so because it was in, at the height of COVID, Mike tossed them a dollar fifty. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than a dollar fifty, yeah. <laughs> but not much more. Um, but I, I looked at the one four zero four three zip code and found out that of the twenty eight thousand households represented in the zip code, five thousand four hundred and thirty two of them have at least one person with a disability. That's over nineteen percent. Wow. That's like, and our mission statement is to reach every man, woman, and child. Yeah. That's 19% of the zip code. Yeah. We're not we're not reaching because we haven't thought about how we include people with disabilities. Did they define what so, they meant by disability or did they make it really broad like if I have a broken wrist? Yeah, the, and, and the study didn't really delve into like were these like temporary disabilities? Right. Like cuz like I have I have a family member right now who yeah. he can't he can't walk, he has an injury. But it's going to be a six-month recovery, and he's going to be relatively back to normal by that point. Right. But right now, he's disabled, right? Correct, yeah. But he he won't be permanently. I'm assuming it means permanent disability. Okay. Now, either way, there's 20%. 20%. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, but local churches have just not thought about this, and it's interesting because the Americans with Disabilities Act that was passed in 1991, mm-hmm. or 1990, so over 30 years ago now, and that produce sweeping reforms that uh, it it had businesses, um, schools, restaurants, they had to make accommodations to, you know, include people with disabilities. Right. Um, 
But the one institution that was exempt from that is the church. Interesting. Yep. Anyone want to top off? I'm good. I'm good right now. I'm good. I've got enough. So why? How come? I, they separation? just they just separation of church and state. That was that was a big part of it. But they they didn't have to be accommodating, and because and and this is in every church. But because the church in America, by and large, said, you know, we don't need to abide by this, so we're not going to. You know, the disability community responded with, well, this this tells us you don't want us here. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So, I mean, most churches I know are at least accessible, like handicap accessible. Now they now they are. Now, yeah. yeah but but yeah. in so, but in some ways, I think they just um, aren't or don't feel equipped to deal with certain disabilities. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that doesn't mean you can't get, but but sometimes there's prof- you know the, you need professional. Um, if, if there's like a psychiatric disability well, or and for any any ministry that you're starting in the church, you need to have people that have a heart for it, that really yeah. want to spearhead it. And so like mm-hmm. my, my wife is the one who really felt the burden to make intentional efforts to oh. include more people with disabilities. And she has education and experience in that area. Too, she, so. she does. And yeah. there's, there's several people in our church that have that educational background and that, that I think there's at least one other person, one other uh, woman in our church that has that background. Yeah. Educational background. Sounds like you guys are you guys have that God's give you know gifted this church with the ability to meet that yeah. niche. Well, yeah, we're, we're in an old old school building that was mm-hmm. already handicap accessible, single story. Yeah. like like there's but no even reason. but even still, like a lot of big churches have the money to put handicap mm-hmm. like ramps in. I think your point that your dress is right. You need the kind of people that know how to handle people with certain disabilities and yeah. to be able to even if it's just have them here in a in a sense where the parents can get relief for an hour to hear a sermon. You know what yeah. I mean? So they are. Pre- yeah. It's like if the kid even can't understand, mm-hmm. let the yeah. parents need something. Yeah. And so, so the starting point for this ministry, like it. Well, I, I, I call it a ministry, and it is in a sense, but it's also more than that because it's a lens that every ministry looks at people through. Yeah, it's a lens each ministry has to look through. Um, and, and just consider people who have a disability, whether it's learning, whether it's physical, whether it's cognitive, whatever it is. Um, so there's several things that are happening here. So we're starting with intentional training with our children's ministry and our, um, our hospitality, not our hospitality. It's, and that's, that's what we do after service, but we call it our fit team, first impressions team, um, that's like fit team team. Yeah. Fit it's team a, team. Fit team. Fit, fit the team. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ryan, <laughs> but they, Ryan's trying team. to get in the fit I'm realizing, team. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm realizing like everybody calls it fit team, but it's really fit first impressions team. It's the fit team. It's like calling F-I the ATM, team. ATM the ATM Fi machine. Team. Yeah, right. It's, it's You're calling it machine twice technically. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, that's a digression. Um so we're, we're I'm starting, not sure in this. I'm not sure small. in this espresso uh, Christianity where there's, there's such thing as a digression. No, no, that's 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 a good point. There's, but uh, <laughs> but I didn't want I didn't want to get off the topic, right? Yeah. Uh, um. So we're we're working on providing that training uh, for our children's ministry leaders, so we have people who know how how yeah. do you respond when there's um a, a, an outburst or you know you have maybe you have a kid in uh you know the large group experience for the kids during the theater at our theater 
they, you know, they have an outburst. They just start, they just start making noises and it's not a bad thing. It's they're trying to communicate that they're having a good time. Yeah. Like how, like what are the appropriate responses to that? Yeah. You know, and just, yeah, things like that that people don't naturally think about, but that's, that's my, uh, and that's like we should give a shout out to your church then, because if you're st- if you're one of the ones in the area is establishing that, and someone does have a disability, absolutely, yeah, it's Centerpoint Community Church. Yeah, if you're in the Depew area, like we're we're actively working to to create yeah. create that environment for special needs Depew, individuals and families. Yep, I'm just specifying um, that because not everybody's from Depew, New York. Yep. One four zero four three. There's got to be a Depew at some other. They travel across like, country to mm-hmm. get to your church, and they're not there. Right. right. <laughs> a, a lot of you don't know that Mike stars in a uh, television show called Depew 14043. Yeah. Like, like Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. He's, exactly. He's yeah. the uh, the hunky guy. And, no. No. And it, <laughs> you can find it on you can find it on the search when you go on your spectrum under fit team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. So I had an interesting uh, start to my morning oh, today. Geez. You guys want to hear about it? Oh, yeah. So I wake up 5.30 in the morning. Typically, our our puppy, he's over a year old now, he, he wakes me up around that time to feed him and, and let him outside. So I, I go to find my slippers. They get knocked underneath the bed periodically because our dog is a behemoth and he moves around during the night and he ends up knocking them underneath the bed. So as I'm looking for it, I feel something soft. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... That w- that's not supposed to be there. That's <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's not supposed to be there. So <laughs> I, I turn on the light, and it's puke. Oh. It's, oh. But, it's, but it's like, it's hard. Oh. Like, it, it had been there before. It was all over the ground. And I looked, I, I pulled back the comforter, and it was on top of the bed sheet. What? And You're sleeping on top of this? Of, yes. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a cat? You have a cat, too? Yes, we do, but it wasn't the cat. Uh, but I could I could tell it was our older dog because there's chunks of his dog food in the puke. Oh, uh, <laughs> so was it on your side of the bed or Bethany's? <laughs> it was on mine. Oh, it was on mine. It was, I actually was she's probably like sweet. So, so, <laughs> so we had to, yeah, so we had to, we had to, t- you know, we started our day by stripping the bed and and putting those in the in the in the the wash, washing your hands, washing my hands thoroughly. <laughs> I spent an extra, you know, length of time in the shower cleansing myself. It was just, yeah, it was wonderful. But but it was old puke. It was dried on the sheet. So here's, here's <laughs> we're finding out Stephen really hates puke. <laughs> I just don't want to lay on it. Well, I wasn't technically laying on it. Uh, so it was, it was between, it, seeps, it, it was between, the, it was between the comforter and the bed sheet on top of us. So there was. So would he stick his head underneath? Yeah, I just yeah, go. Well, they'll never find this. Is that, <laughs> so what he did. I don't, well, that's the strangest. Well, like, well this is this a is weird strange. location. I know. <laughs> I, I know. It's like, well, it's never happened. It before. was in between our. Was like, yeah. So well, our mattress well, and our. It's like he was trying to prank you. Well, I know. Yeah, it seems that way. You were punked. But our, <laughs> our well, our dogs. We have two dogs. One's part horse. He's enormous. He's sixty-five pounds. Oh, Theo. My. Theo, he's 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 a big guy. He's an Aussie doodle. And we have a Shih Tzu Terrier mix who's oh. like 15. He's old. He can't see. He doesn't know where he is half the time. That's why he thought he was outside. He when thought he, he was probably outside. So he's an old man. <laughs> uh, but what he likes to do is he's, he's small. He's like 18 pounds in the middle of winter. Soaking you know, wet. Soaking wet. 
And he likes to go underneath the covers. But sometimes he doesn't realize he's not underneath the bed sheet. So he goes between the sheet and the covers and the, the comforter. And so what happened was he went in between and decided to throw up while he, he was in there. He felt like he had to puke and he puked. But the weird part is Oh, that's not even the weird part yet. The the <laughs> night before He so, went he knew it was puke and went with the other hand to touch it. No, that, that's the weird part. No, not quite. Well, you, you know, like when when you're in that half asleep, half awake phase and something happens, but you don't know whether it was part of your dream or whether it actually happened. <laughs> okay. So I was in that moment where like I was just coming out of sleep and I thought I heard the sound of our dog retching. But then I woke up and I came to and I didn't hear it anymore and I didn't see any evidence of it. Well, you heard him retching, all right. But I, it was, it was, it actually happened. So, well, yeah. do, you, do you want to count us down? It's gross. It's, it's ten. Oh yeah, 15. we should do this. Yep. Okay. All right. all right. So, should I do it in Spanish? Well, and with, with ending that espresso Christianity with a dog vomiting in Mike's bed. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Count us down. And I'll, I'll count down, down from five hundred. Ready? Already. <laughs> so, do you in Spanish? Sure. Tres, dos, uno.